Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello! Wow, can you believe it? It's Wednesday, August the 28th. And it's my 60th episode, guys. It's the 60th episode of Elisa Unfiltered. That's uh, that's sort of an exciting little milestone. <laughs> uh, now, the more important question is, who has listened to all of the episodes? <laughs> Me! <laughs> um, I have a really great show today uh, with a fabulous guest, but before we get to that, uh, I want to talk about how grateful and appreciative I am for all of you who have joined my Love Your Body Challenge. So last episode, episode 59, was all about Love Your Body. You can go and listen to that if you want. Um, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about whatsoever, then just go directly to elisaunfiltered.com forward slash love your body. Sign up for the challenge. It's free. It's a it's a, it's an ebook. It's a 21 page ebook that outlines my top five tips on how to change the way you see your body. And I'm getting so many lovely emails and DMs from all of you who have completed uh, reading the book, and um, those messages truly warm my heart. So keep them coming. Keep sharing. Uh, we are all in this together. Um, and I also want to thank everyone who's shared some of their feedback on the structure and the challenges and the content overall, like that, that's also great feedback guys. I appreciate it so much. And for everyone out there who took the challenge already and never messaged me, (laughs) that's okay. Um, I dare you to revisit the book. So reread it and see if anything resonates a little bit deeper, like at a deeper level. I oftentimes, I, I find that when we sit and ponder on a new belief for a few days or even weeks or months, um, it takes sort of that time to like sink in and we start to get the lesson. So, so please go back, read it again, and let me know how you're feeling. Because you know, you might read something a little bit differently or see it in a different way or a new perspective. And that's the exciting part uh, of things like this and the and this type of um, the message behind all of this, okay? So together, you know, we can change the definition of love, self-love and our programmed body image beliefs, all right? With all that, today, I'm excited to introduce to you one of Ottawa's most recommended naturopathic doctors. Her name is Dr. Christy Lewis. And Dr. Christy understands the potential to be our best self. Like, wow, the potential to be our best self. Our bodies and our minds and our emotions, they're giving us messages. And when we are not living to our fullest lives, to our fullest self, to our highest self, and we know it, Dr. Christy listens to each patient individually. She listens to their individual stories and makes the connection between the messages, how we feel today and where we want to go in life. So I can back all of this up firsthand because I was her patient about a year ago when I was looking outside of the medical system for, um, or the traditional medical system uh, for advice during my death fatigue days. She's a fabulous person. She's a fabulous naturopath. 
Christy has a private practice at Sage Wellness in Ottawa. She has a wonderful podcast and blog where she shares tons of tips and helpful ways to bring some awareness into what's actually going on in life. So she calls this lifestyle medicine and is here today to talk about a few of the major pillars within this lifestyle medicine model that affect our lives. And this is a great show. Okay, so you guys want to hear it? Let's get on with it. Here's Dr. Christy Lewis. Okay, so, hi, Christy. Hi. <laughs> so, you're in my living room. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love this. Thank you for coming into my beautiful studio here. Um, and I'm really excited to have you on the show. Uh, specifically because I think you are my first naturopathic doctor that I've interviewed. Mm, that's awesome. Thanks and, for having me. And you are actually the only naturopathic doctor that I've seen personally. You and I met, I believe, last summer. So it was the summer of 2018. Uh, I've talked about this with the with the listeners that I had. I was doing this death fatigue scenario. Do you remember? Yeah. Death fatigue. Oh, you, you're the first I've coined person it. that coined it. <laughs> and I have to say, I have used that term since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually... Like, yeah, I think a lot of people go through that death fatigue and I didn't, I thought I was dying. So, you know, um, and you were recommended to me, you know, by so many people in Ottawa. A lot of my community has, has, um, has seen you and worked with you and you're just this delightful person, not just doctor, but you're just so great and positive all the time and awesome advice, like great, um, great person and as you know I did a little bit of research uh on you there's you come from such an authentic place like wow your story is like I don't know your story is real like you're a real person you've gone through so much crap you know you mentioned on your website um and on your podcast you know uh chronic pain burnout anxiety you have been married you've been divorced you have gone through all the life crap that we all do and you've come out on the other side with this like really rich and professional opinion um or uh, perspective that's a better word um that you share well thanks yeah yeah Yeah. no I definitely have had a journey sure and I think that's really I really think that's what what makes me able to connect to people Mm -hmm. you know one of the biggest compliments that I've gotten or feedback that I've gotten is that you know, I sort of get people that I meet mm-hmm. them where they're at, you know, there's, yes. you know, I understand, uh, where they are and the advice that I give is impactful, uh, but not overwhelming. Absolutely. So just for people that are, are unaware of what is a naturopath, what is that? Yeah. So yeah. a naturopathic doctor, I mean, we are, we are licensed healthcare providers yes. uh, and, we did. I did go to medical school. The difference being that uh, after the two-year mark, after I learned all about all the physiology and the diseases and the pharmacology, uh, you branch out and you learn about natural natural remedies or natural ways to treat everything from herbs to uh, vitamins and minerals. Uh, we do acupuncture and lifestyle counseling. Yeah. So you know, really, it is it is this wonderful gap, this integrative approach between conventional medicine and then bringing in more of a natural naturopathic or natural remedies into the picture which I love uh I mean I was a a very a firm believer that my doctor knew everything that was mm-hmm. wrong with me or could fix me or medicine could heal me until you know I sort of woke up and was like you know this isn't 
Right. Well, yeah, and that's basically why I have a job. That's basically <laughs> why I get so. And yeah. it's yeah. not that conventional medicine bad. I no, mean, no, 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 no. There's God. a huge difference. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. ultimately, we, you know, the ability to diagnose, the ability to deal with acute care, and sometimes that's a misunderstanding, is that naturopathic mm. doctors are sort of against or it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And really what we prefer is this integrative approach where you're getting the best of both worlds. Most people who land in my office, it really is this, they've gotten to a point where their conventional medicine or their conventional doctors through testing and physical exam are telling them that they're they're healthy yes. um, but they're not well and so yes. they're looking for uh, an understanding as to why they're experiencing the symptoms they're experiencing and that's exactly what led me to your office 100% like my yeah I was like mm, I need something more so um, I really like sort of how you've coined put it piecing all of these um, natural um, remedies that's not the right word but natural approaches mm-hmm. under uh some of you call lifestyle medicine um which like is is so fascinating to me because people like I never made the connection between my lifestyle my decisions what I was doing on a day-to-day basis to the way I felt it's so interesting and I believe so many people feel the same are in the same boat as I once was it's like oh well this is just happening to me I don't have control over it it's just something it's I am who I am Mm -hmm. um until I was like oh wait a second Yeah, it's something that I've come kind of full circle after being in practice for about a decade and and then some. I wanted to really understand what is it I'm doing with people. Mm -hmm. Like really, you know, what is, people are coming, they seem to be coming back. Um, What is it that I'm doing? And it sounds very simplistic. Simple is not always easy, but it's, it's, I help people make choices, right? Yes. So, and because what I've seen in practice is, is choices influence choices. And so when we're moving through our lifestyle with an awareness, when we're moving through, um, you know, our day to day and we're making choices that can impact our health in a positive way, then we want to continue on that momentum. And so the lifestyle medicine component for me, what that really means is how are people or what are, what, what are the choices they're making around sleep, mm-hmm. stress, nutrition, movement, mindset, elimination. And so what I was seeing in practice is, and what I, most people come in and they're like, yeah, I want to, I want to change my diet. That's kind of the big thing. And mm-hmm. believe me, I'm a holistic nutritionist as well. I love working with nutrition as, as you know, a baseline with health, but sometimes the tendency is to do more when we actually need to do less. So when people are coming out, coming in, and let's say they are, you know, overwhelmed or they're burnt out, and they're saying to me, I want to become keto, right? Mm-hmm. Or I want to do a, a juice fast. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people yeah. either love working with me or don't because I'm like, not to say there isn't a time and place for these things. I'm not here to tell people what their goals are. I'm here to support them. And sometimes we have to build oh, okay. a solid foundation before we jump onto some of the other aspects of, um, you know, our choices. Okay, so let's talk about nutrition right away then, because yeah. this is sort of the foundation of your practice, is it yeah. not? Like, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and I mean, it's very controversial. There are a bajillion experts out there pointing you in a bajillion different mm-hmm. um, directions, mm-hmm. and it's hard to. It's it's confusing. It's really confusing. Even for me. Yeah. <laughs> People, yeah. No, no, no. Like, yes, because, you know, nutrition is not about food. Okay. 
Right? Interesting. Because nutrition is, if we were all robots and we were just going to put a computer chip in and decide what we should eat on a day-to-day basis, then we wouldn't be where we were with, you know, how nutrition is impacting. There's social, there's pleasure, there's physiological reasons why we're choosing mm-hmm. what we're choosing. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in the confusion factor around all the different influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're getting confused and my my real mantra is what the right nutrition or what the what the right diet using that word loosely is is what is right for you and so with really what what I'm working with a lot of times when people come in uh in in the early days with with nutrition is building a solid foundation of what I what I call grade three nutrition so yeah so guess what folks we need protein (laughs) we need fat and we need carbs so for those of you who don't know what that is those are our three macronutrients so everything we eat is a one or combination of protein fat and carbs and so common sense would say if our body runs on these things and efficiently in an efficient way in order to be efficient then we need all of those things in order to be efficient so understanding what all those things are in a basic educational, you know, session and then bringing in how to uh, create meals around that is a really great, and again, sounds kind of boring. There's not nothing really sexy about that. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. And it's like almost um, through sort of my education about uh, nutrition and what I really like is... Uh, it is all about educating, but also the source in which those things come from. Like, mm-hmm. where is your protein coming from? Where is your fat and your carbohydrate coming from? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and how eating those things feel in your body, like bringing some attention. Definitely. Yes. So there's a lot yeah. of people like, I can't eat that. That makes me sick. And it's like, okay, then why are you eating it? Or uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy... Um, <clears throat> certain foods that I know make me feel crappy and I always have to make a choice there. So I guess that's what I love that. Yeah. That's kind of what, how Mm -hmm. you coach people or like help to bring attention to. I have been paying attention to that for years. Mm -hmm. Um, at first I was like, um, I don't know, one of those people that pretended that I knew everything about my body, but then I really absolutely knew mm-hmm. jack shit mm-hmm. uh, until I really started to like pay attention, write it down. Um, but yeah, so how do you, so let's talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. how do you coach people? Like, what are, what are the main sort of things that you see within mm-hmm. the practice of nutrition? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of shitting going on, right? So people okay, should, feeling yeah. like they I should. should do this mm-hmm. and I should do that. And I think, you know, so identifying where sort of where the belief is coming from is definitely, or even where the resource of information is mm-hmm. coming from. Mm-hmm. So checking into the thinking of it, but then also moving into the feeling exactly as you said. So okay. really being able to identify how foods make us feel and there's the quality of food the quantity of food the timing of food and you know starting and just identifying what how those foods feel when you consume them is really important and you talk about the choice and one big philosophy i work with is something called the better than choice and leaning Mm -hmm. into the idea that you know the better than choice is there's it's freedom because it's not a meal plan. It's not a restricted diet. It really is leaning to 
what is better for my body being presented in front of me and not just as in good bad foods but also how do foods make me feel and so understanding that is a really important part of creating a healthy relationship with food so what does that mean exactly so when I open my fridge I look at the food I have and I say this is better than that or Mm -hmm. or is it like a time thing or a restaurant thing or what do you mean by better? so I mean we always if when we move to a place where we have a clear understanding of what food how foods make us feel in our body yeah we've balanced our blood sugars so meaning that we're not in a highly reactive reactive state okay so we are you know, able to open the fridge and not just grab the chocolate chips. Gotcha. <laughs> so first and foremost is really kind of recognizing by eating protein, fat, and carbs and understanding that when we do that, you know, three, four times a day, that we're setting ourselves up for success in our choices mm-hmm. because we're not in a highly reactive state. So usually I'll work with people around that, around nothing. I mean, it sounds so simple. And believe me, I have done it all. I have been raw food. I have been vegan. I have done detoxes. It's not because I haven't, you know, experienced it. It's just that we want to really move back to the simplistic approach. And by keeping things balanced, then you can actually understand, okay, this is what my body wants and needs. So if the blood sugar is balanced, you open the fridge, yes, the chocolate chips are look appealing. I think I'm gonna, you know, grab a hard boiled egg with some avocado and you know, maybe some whole grain toast, or if you can't do that, sweet potatoes if you have some gluten sensitivity. So identifying what, how foods make you feel, um, how to keep things balanced in your system so you're non-reactive. And the better than choice comes down to exactly that. Now you're in a, um, in a situation, maybe socially, mm-hmm. your better than choice is to have a piece of cake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. your better than choice is to choose the kale salad instead of the french fries. Gotcha. Not good, not bad. Blood sugar balanced in yeah. your body, recognizing how foods make you feel, empowered to choose what you want to choose in any scenario freedom it is freedom <laughs> but however okay let's talk about that blood sugar balance because yeah. that is uh probably the most um uh i don't know uh, difficult mm-hmm. i mean yeah it's definitely the most difficult for me i don't really understand that when i'm moody when i'm tired mm-hmm. that it's my blood sugar I never really made that connection until, you know, the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, everyone knows that when you go to McDonald's and you eat a Big Mac, 20 minutes later, you're like, blah, blah. Yeah. you're like so tired and you feel it like kind of crap, but you're like, oh, I'm tired. Well, you're, the first thought isn't, oh, it was the Big Mac. It was just, oh, my day <laughs> is so usually, stressful. Oh, maybe I need to or, get a donut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I, I need some sugar. What's next? <laughs> exactly. Give me that Coke. Um, but so, yeah, so that's the blood sugar piece is, yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. So what are some symptoms that your blood sugar might be off then? Well, I mean, definitely fatigue. Yeah. Um, so in just as a little kind of connect in when you eat a food that is highly processed or fine, especially with a lot of sugar, you're gonna get a spike. Yes. Um, and then you're gonna get a crash. So it's that crash that is really the blood sugar drop. Gotcha. And so the blood sugar drop is gonna feel like, yeah, the fatigue, sometimes it's angry. I just had a little giggle when you were talking because my six-year-old <laughs> daughter literally is like, mommy, I think you're angry. <laughs> She's sex. <laughs> so yeah. yes, I mean, again, it, it's, it's, one step ahead, I, you know, one of my favorite things to say to practice is typically while we're eating in a moment, 
has very little to do with in that moment. It's something we have or have not done earlier in the day, right? Yeah. So if we haven't had enough water, if we haven't enough protein or we've missed a meal, what we're choosing is in that reactive state. Yes. And so we're going to feel, as I said, you know, there's a tire, there's the moody, sometimes it's headachey, yeah. misunderstanding. You know, sometimes yes. we're thirsty and we think we need, you know, to again, bring that blood sugar up. And when we're talking about it relative to choice making, when the blood sugar's low, it's virtually impossible. So I can go through a practice day, you know, and be too busy. That's if quotations are happening around that to eat and you will see me walking down the street while um walking towards my car uh with a cookie or Mm -hmm. something right Mm -hmm. because again i'm not giving myself a hard time i'm not being bad it's just that my body is not going to be patient to wait for you know that piece of salmon and rice to digest Mm -hmm. it's looking for something quick Mm -hmm. and so that's what ends up happening and then we get so mad at ourselves so this is the Mm -hmm. shaming compartment this is the part that Mm -hmm. really breaks my heart as a practitioner point of view because then people start shaming themselves people come in and they're they're not working with their bodies they're Mm -hmm. not working with their nervous systems they're not working with their blood um blood sugar levels they're not working with their mind set mm-hmm. and there's and they're feeling like they're failing mm-hmm. and they're coming into me looking for solutions externally mm-hmm. maybe if I do that detox maybe if I do you know maybe if I run that marathon mm-hmm. god bless those goals those are incredible goals I love it mm-hmm. let's set the body up for success let's like hit that part and then move forward with all those goals I love that. I mean, I think one of the things we talked about in our one of our sessions was because I'm obsessed with peanut butter cookies. People that follow me on Instagram know that frick. Good obsession. <laughs> I love it. I okay. Um, but I, I believe you asked a question. I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember yeah. exactly, but it was something like, "What would it look like if you enjoyed the cookie and just sat with that or something?" And I was like, "Oh." I love that I said that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so foreign to me because Mm -hmm. I'd always eat it in like this little guilt, like, oh, I'm eating it. And now I do. I like eat that freaking cookie. Now, mind you, my moderation is very, um, um, it looks different than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do feel kind of shitty after I eat the Mm -hmm. cookie. So So there you go. Yes. Curiosity. Yes. That's my, that's the, that's the after impact, right? So the after impact, can we reframe shame to curiosity? Yeah. Because ultimately you can now walk into a bakery Mm -hmm. again, assuming blood sugar balance, you're setting yourself up for success see the most beautiful peanut butter cookie, make the better than choice. And the yeah. better than choice is not good, bad, right? Yeah. So it's like non-judgmental to... choice. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you could be like, oh yeah, last time I ate the cookie, I felt like total garbage. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Or you know what? My friend's coming over later. I'm going to get two cookies and we're <laughs> going to sit down and have like yeah. tea and enjoy them together. Yeah. Um, okay, so just to like wrap, I just had this thought about blood sugar because I I know I get the spike and then the drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned your daughter. I think kids like really teach us a lot about blood sugar spikes. It's very interesting. You get everyone knows what happens when you give a kid some sugar, right. and the same thing happens in adults. I just feel like we just mask it better or deny ourselves mm-hmm. like. 
what's actually going on. Like, well, we we can let's hope regulate. Yeah, <laughs> we can you course, imagine? Of course, <laughs> we yes. all start running around internally. Yeah. The same thing is going the on. The same though. thing. Yeah, the kids just like <laughs> are so expressive yeah. of it, so we can see it more. But like, it's happening within us. So it's like, okay, well, what's the impact of giving a kid a cookie before bed? How are they going to sleep? This can move. This is a good transition into yeah. like the sleep component yeah, yeah. of lifestyle medicine sure. that you talk about. So, so yeah, it's like almost like a. It's very risky. It's risky business. It is <laughs> because there's a cost. Yes. Right? So yes. So it's not again that. trying to like hold space for non-judgment, non-shame, mm-hmm. curiosity, and wisdom body wisdom, right? So we want to move into these things because every every day we have an opportunity to make choices and learn, right? So one of the big mantras in our house, as I'm, again, working through all the ups and downs of, of you know, teaching, uh, <laughs> teaching a, a human being how to be <laughs> kind and compassionate is, you know, life would be pretty boring if we didn't have things, problems to solve, right? Yeah. If we didn't have things to learn. So ultimately... <laughs> What we're looking at with um, with this is realizing that as we're moving through our days, you know, having that like centeredness and having that awareness between what we're choosing is like, they're like tidbits. They're tidbits. And we do what we do till we don't do it anymore. So it's not about mm, bad, 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 cool. bad, bad, like right? That. I know. It's like no, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. the cookie makes me feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like... Whoa, it's groundbreaking. <laughs> but, and I'm not going to do that anymore, right? Like, right. And we do what we do until we don't anymore. And so, like, with that, there's just so much grace. Yeah. And we can take off that, like, huge, you know, bag of potatoes that we're climbing the mountain of yeah. life already. And we get to kind of ease our way through. And so, I think, you know, as it relates into other of the other lifestyle components, um, you know, definitely where a lot of these choices that we're making is from a reactive state. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things we want to think about is, you know, when we talk about being centered, I don't love the word balance. I love, I like the word centered because I think balance is almost impossible. Work-life mm. balance, um, I think the idea that we, you know, there's, it's this elusive thing. Yeah, we're it kind of ebbs and flows. Like right? balanced one day looks different than another right? day. Yeah. So, so we are walking through life with an opportunity to be centered in our bodies. Yeah, and I like body, that a lot too. Mm-hmm. I like So that. the centered component of the day-to-day is something that we want to always be you know, at least aware of, because then those are where a lot of these choices are coming from. Okay. Um, sleep. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Let's sleep, sleep is my number one pillar. So I have a few yes. pillars. I talk about them. Sleep. And Huge. people make fun of me because I have earplugs, a face mask. I spend a lot of money on sheets. Well, I did one time and I <laughs> still, have sleep. I still have them. Um, I, I do, I go to bed early. I am an early to bed. I'm an early riser. Um, and, you know, people are like, oh, my God, you get up at 530 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I do, actually. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's kind of where I, I position myself to be. And I have learned through my self-care, self-love practice mm-hmm. to say no mm-hmm. to the late nights. Now, it's not all the time because, you know, I do like to hang out with my friends. I do like to go out and have some drinks. I do like to, you know, go to a late movie every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just uh, sort of the human experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, when I'm 
in, most in alignment with myself is when I make the choices to, you know, be in bed at nine, nine <laughs> thirty. Last night, um, I was actually in bed at eight thirty. Love it. Some people would make fun of me and I'm like, you know what? My lifestyle uh, allows me to do that. Mm -hmm. I've created the lifestyle to do that. And I slept for nine uninterrupted hours. Like, well, that's why you look so fresh and (laughs) no, honestly, (laughs) I mean, people talk talk about that from a, you know, from a beauty perspective, right? Right. I mean, sleep is pretty important. Um, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, really it is the body likes boring. Uh So the more that I the more that I am working with people, I've had the, the luxury of working with thousands of people now, is is really the body likes boring. And so it doesn't mean life is boring. Mm-hmm. It's just that we want, much like we talked about blood sugar regulation, the body likes the same as it comes to, as it relates to sleep and the choices around sleep. And so it doesn't mean that there can't be exceptions to that rule. Yeah. Can't doesn't mean that we can't have the pleasures of, you know, going out and seeing some live music or, yeah. you know, having some drinks with friends. That's, that's part of life. The reality is, is we want to shift right back to that rhythm. So yeah. we talked about the rhythm related, related to nutrition and blood sugar. There's a rhythm in the body, the circadian rhythm and the idea that, you know, we go to bed our melatonin levels rise we want them to stay and then they drop um, as we're you know cortisol levels are starting to rise in the morning so that we wake up and if we're disrupted uh, through the night then we're setting ourselves up for disruption through the day and yes so how often do you see people disassociate their daily moods with how they sleep you know I for me, it's been fascinating, even for, for myself as someone who has, um, you know, takes sleep very seriously and also yeah. has um, managed in, lots of insomnia at different points through my life um, when my anxiety was flaring up, is it's, it impacts everything. So yes, sleep is, is, is a number one. When people come in, and as I said, they're looking for external, um, external goals and they're not sleeping, it's like, whoa, we have to start with the sleep. Mm-hmm. And one of the amazing things is that people don't always connect in that sleep is actually somewhat active. We always oh. think of it as like this passive thing, right? Yeah. It's like the most passive thing you can do. You, yeah. you, you pass out. Yeah. Actually, sleep is very, very active. And so you want to be able to move your body into that restorative state before you go to bed. Because mm. passing out is not restorative sleep. So, so what is it? Passing out is crashing from exhaustion only to wake up four hours later because your cortisol curve, ne- your cortisol, pardon me, the hormone okay. that's your stress hormone never got a chance to come down. So the goal is to bring that down. You got it. Okay. And then sleep. So, okay. Cause like, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone listening has like had more than one pass out yes. night. Yes. And like I've passed out before and I've woken up, I don't know, maybe in the morning at some point and I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. So there's two patterns that happen when okay. we do that, right? So that. so the two patterns can be you crash, so you fall asleep. You know, this is like you're like, oh, I'm so tired. You fall, let's like people fall asleep on the couch, right? They're watching yeah. a movie, they fall asleep on the couch, they've crashed, right? So they're going to wake up a few hours later and then have a difficulty falling back to sleep because, again, they haven't put their body in a restorative or relaxant, relaxation state before they went to sleep. Okay. And the other the other thing that can happen is, and I see this so often in practice, people so-called sleep through the night, they wake up in the morning exhausted. 
So I'm sleeping, but I'm still tired. That was me when I came to see you. I would sleep mm-hmm. for eight hours, seven to eight hours, and I'd wake up literally in the death fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going mm-hmm. on? So yeah, I mean, you want to you want to make sure you're ruling out, you know, any thyroid issues or, of or course. any, yeah. you know, any um, micronutrients like B12, iron. There's lots of different reasons. But again, why most people land in front of my, my um, in my office is because all that's been ruled out and they're like, okay, they've even gone to sleep studies, you know, they've done yeah. all this stuff and everything is working normal but they're not feeling well and so one of the big things I recommend and again it's worth it totally like listeners out there this is big bang this is like you know pretty big big um, return on investment okay let's it's hear a it. little bit of like sleep hygiene so moving the body into some moving the body from that fight or flight that the, the moving through the day the busyness of the day into yep. a relaxation response and studies show that even like four to five um, four to five deep breaths. So yes, you know, a beautiful okay. lavender bath and, you know, a 15 minute progressive meditation followed by, um, you know, maybe a, um, I don't know, like some herbal tea. Wonderful. A lot of us don't have, you know, access to all that. Yeah. I was just going to say, geez right. Louise, that's like <laughs> 45 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. I'd rather watch Queer Eye. But ultimately, you know, you can have this space where you like four to five breaths. It's bringing intention before you fall asleep. And, you know, if you are passing out on the couch, no, like go upstairs, get into bed, you know, set the scenario like you mentioned with the sleep hygiene of, you know, whether it's noisemakers, whether it's um, blocked out curtains, sleeping naked is another biggie for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Studies show that if you're in the nude, you sleep better. Interesting. Yes. Yes. And also, um, yeah, all these things prime the body. And it's not just like good choices, physio- it's physiologically supportive in that it increases your melatonin so mm-hmm. that when the melatonin is high through the night, you're less likely to um, be waking up and you're going to be more likely to get into a very deep restorative healing sleep so that when you wake up in the morning, your body's done all that amazing work at night to then move you into your next day. So we can just do like a few breaths. Yeah, that's four breaths. Yeah, I guess like uh, I'm just trying to think about my personal sleep. I kind of have this little ritual for oh, yeah, sure. Oh yeah, you do. Um, well, I I put in the the earplugs. I have like a buff face mask, um, and I do like to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading sort of calms me down a little bit and takes my mind away from like the day. Uh, but then when I put my book down, I, okay, so I have to tell you recently, I've got a weighted blanket, which has been sort of a game changer for me. And, um, it's a 15 pound, uh, blanket. So weird. Um, because I feel like I've talked about this before, but like, it's been sort of commercialized that light and fluffy duvets Mm -hmm. are sort of the thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm under this like heavy blanket. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the goal or the purpose of it is to calm the parasympathetic nervous system that's right yeah so it simulates being yeah. held all night like a little baby oh, i'm in a little what do you cocoon. call it yeah what do you when you like wrap up the kids in like a swaddled. swaddle i'm swaddled yes um but i do i do um hand on heart hand on stomach and i do like i don't know maybe five to ten deep belly breaths I do that every night, I think. Like, yeah, I that's settle huge. in. And yeah. it sounds so simple. It sounds so... First of all, I, I that's amazing about the weighted blanket. Like, yeah. I've wanted to get one. You know, when I go to sleep at night, it can be 
hot. Like it can be warm upstairs in my yeah. bed and I still need a blanket. So I think, yeah. you know, for people who manage a highly sensitive nervous system, having that, uh, that feeling of protection or that feeling of comfort and that triggering to the nervous system that it's okay, you know, to yeah. let go. Sleep let is, go. sleep is requires letting go. Yeah, right. It does. You really have to let go. You have to trust. And anyone who manages a highly reactive nervous system, you know, a lot of empaths out there, or even you know anyone who's managing anxieties, it really is hard to let go. The body is doing exactly what we kind of wanted it to do, which is to be in that stance of. I'm on just in case. Yes. And so having something cueing you like the breathing, like the weighted blanket, those are incredible supports to allow your body to let go and move into that relaxation response, which is you know, really the only way that we can um, heal and restore at night. So I th- we may have touched on this, but just like on like a medical sort of level, mm-hmm. what is happening in our brains and in our bodies when we pass out? Like what's actually happening? I mean, I think, you know, really what's happening is you're crashing, right? So you're exhausted, you you fall, but your cortisol levels haven't necessarily dropped. So if I'm sleeping with high cortisol levels, Mm -hmm. like is my body suffering? Like is it stressed or like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and what that is, is from a physiological perspective. So just for for those of you out there who cortisol is the hormone and cortisol gets secreted during times of stress. So we have these adrenal glands and the adrenal glands really manage um, our our reactions from our, our nervous system. And so when the body is under stress, it can be an external stress, it can be an internal stress, it could be a thought. The body mo- pushes out cortisol. I thought it pushed out adrenaline. Adrenaline and noradrenaline and cortisol. Okay, okay. So cortisol is kind of the one that can be tricky in the body because if we don't utilize cortisol, then over time it can start to create havoc. Okay. And if we've had too much cortisol in the system for too long, then the body's just kind of like, I am done. So the next time we're under stress, the body doesn't have the ability to pump out the cortisol. So it's a really sort of this like kind of, I I often call it the teeter-totter, right? Mm -hmm. So we're either in a state of like too much or not enough. And that really is what we call a maladaptive stress reaction. How that shows up at night is if we've been go, 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 go all day and cortisol through the roof, what happens during the day is going to be mirrored when we sleep at night. Unless okay. we create that little bit of a Slip. shift, that okay. yin. You know, we move from that yang, go, 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 yin right before bed. If we don't do that, then melatonin doesn't have a chance to rise. Okay. Melatonin being the hormone that puts our body into a deep restorative sleep. So melatonin and cortisol have an inverse relationship with one another cortisol is high it's going to trump our melatonin we're going to be waking up at like 2 a.m wide awake because we've crashed the body never got into that deep sleep right and the crash can be from so many things from like you said the thinking the thoughts and then maybe the food that you're eating maybe the exercise you're doing like all the things absolutely yeah 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 so it's about again when we look at sort of one of the the common themes, you know, we've kind of touched on the sleep and we've touched on the nutrition. We look at the common theme here, which is that stress. Yeah. I think, you know, what we're looking at is always this, um, how do we calm the system, right? Because if the system is in this chronic state of overdrive, ultimately ending up in sort of underdrive or burnout, then we can't access, you know, 
good night's sleeps. We can't access mm-hmm. uh, nourishing foods. We can't access, uh, you know, even a positive mindset or movement. And so calming the system, you know, becomes a really important mantra, hence bringing in sort of what you talk a lot about, which is that self-love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all very sort of, I don't know, I find, I don't know about you, like I love, I love self, the concepts of self-love and self-care, but I think there's a lot of confusion around that Yes. and what that means. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like become this like, oh, you need to self-care. It's like commercialized <laughs> yes. almost. It's like, oh, no shit, Sherlock, self-care why? would be good. <laughs> what does that actually look like? Yeah, what does it look like? Okay, so let's, let's talk about the stress because honestly, like um, the terms or the, sorry, I don't want to say terms. Anxiety and depression mm-hmm. are on the rise, mm-hmm. or so uh, the world has told us. Yes. Um, stress manifests itself in very interesting ways uh, mm-hmm. in the body and the mind. What does it look like? I was actually, this is a funny little thing. My mom might kill me for saying this, but yesterday <laughs> I was at her house and we were talking about, she's like, I, you girls are so anxious all the time, like referring to my sister and I. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know is a thing that I work on all the time. And she's like, she was talking to one of her childhood friends that they've been friends with forever. And she was like, I've never had anxiety. And the friend was like, Krisha, (laughs) you, every time you played in the band, my mom was in a band, it was pretty cool. Every time you had to do anything, you ha- were sick to your stomach. You couldn't, you, ha- you couldn't even stand mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And my mom, it was the first time in like 60 years wow. that it dawned on her, oh, that's what anxiety feels like in my body. In my body, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> slow clap, you know, like, <laughs> I loved it. And then she was like, okay, right? Because it looks different for my sister. It looks right. different for me, for yeah. every single one listening. So like, um, let's get into it. Stress. Yeah. You talk about fight or flight mm-hmm. and something called the freeze response right yeah what the, is that the third response okay. stress response that so often gets missed i find i don't know i mean i think we hear fight or flight fight or flight fight or flight yeah but I, freeze is another one so fight or flight and then tired but wired you talk so about so yeah. fight or flight is that tired but wired okay, okay? so okay. there's basically an, a, what is happening in the body the body is having a stress reaction is why we're all walking around as as humans and we haven't got all eaten by bears, right? Yeah. Like it's this frontal part of our brain which actually keeps us protective. Like so, this is what we want to try to sometimes lean into when those times when we're feeling stress or anxiety. You know, sometimes again we want to bring in and we want to shame that part of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We want to. I've I've had to really do a lot of personal work on this. I could probably yeah. cry because I made that part of myself wrong for many many years. I was very. Um, judgmental of that piece yeah. I felt I felt like it was it was sort of a weak weakness I mean I'm ah. 46 and so I think hopefully with the let's talk we're, we're realizing that that's not um as as we're, we're talking about it yeah um, but one of the things that has been really important in my journey is um to actually realize this piece of myself is is actually um, an amazing aspect. Like we can't cherry pick. So yep. the same thing that the same part of me that you know can struggles with insomnia at, at times, or you know will feel this heightened reactivity, or um, you know has a lot of um, you know 
headaches at times or or um, mood changes at times is the very part of me that is empathetic is creative is you know so these mm. nervous systems that we have mm-hmm. are along for the ride when we come when we talk about anxiety and depression I'm not saying these diagnoses don't exist my goodness they absolutely do we often miss the whole body in that approach we miss the nervous system and so what happens when we're in a heightened reactivity sometimes it's an absolute necessity a bus comes too close to us we jump back causal adrenaline is why we're not you know we're yeah. we, we jumped back right absolutely and and so thank goodness unfortunately most of us live as if we're always about always going to be run over by a bus Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like um, the other day I drove, I was speeding, I drove around the corner, I saw a cop and I was like, fudge! And I like slammed on the brake and I literally had like goosebumps. I was like, yes. I got that adrenaline, yes. like damn it. Yes. And then it kind of settled. So, yeah. however, I think what you're trying to say is like just thinking about it after or doing right. other little things, you're like not getting that massive dose, right. but you're getting some of it. Yeah. Is that what you're and saying? Absolutely. So okay. that first reaction when you saw the cop was, the, or the, the policeman was the alarm. Yeah, and your heart and uh, yeah, my heart rate alarm. started going. That's I why you like slammed on the brake and you ended up with a three hundred dollar ticket, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you learned, you learned, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. that's all great. Like, what we tend to do is we hang out in this like re- highly reactive state. Yeah. So most of us, whether it's you know the fight we had three days ago with our partner, whether it's you know the presentation that's due, yeah. whether it's allergy season, whether it's going from hot to cold, we're constantly bombarded with all these external and internal triggers. So the body tends to move into a posture or a state of high reactivity. Mm-hmm. And when we're in that high reactivity, that's often when we're making all of our lifestyle choices, right? That's when we're like, you know, staying up and we're having a co- coffee at four o'clock, knowing that's going to impact our sleep, right? That's when we're saying yes instead of no. That's, that's yeah. when we're grabbing the like yeah. mid-afternoon donut. That's why we're, you know, having the, you know, the, the French fries. <laughs> oh, you name the fill in the blanks, yeah, that's right? That's kind of like my like fuck it zone. Yeah. Like, like right? just fuck it. I'm doing it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't mean we don't, we, we want, we want to have, we want to yeah. shift it, the fuck up to a pleasure zone, yeah, a course. social zone, right? But at the same time, we want to calm the system. So when I think about self-care and I think about self-love, it's always coming to that mantra of how, is this an opportunity to calm the system? Mm-hmm. Because most of us have to relearn that. We don't, it's, have you ever tried telling a person to calm down? How does that work? Just calm down. It's like, it's like legitimate, like dragon breath. And that's kind of what we do to ourselves, right? So we, you know, either we have the awareness like you do, or we don't like your mom, but ultimately at some point we're judging ourselves, telling ourselves to calm down, telling yourself to calm down not good enough, right? It's not going to work. It's not going to support. So ultimately we want to have a practice and a remembrance. So every time you do anything from balancing blood sugars to spending the day at Le Nordique, you are reminding your system what relaxation looks like. Those four breaths that you do work for you because of your long yoga practice. So that triggers Mm -hmm. you moving right into parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. So we hang out, most of us in this tired but wired fight or flight until we crash and then death fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Right? And then we land in burnout. Yeah. And now... So what's happening in the body when we're burnt out? No cortisol. No cortisol. Yeah. So now we're resistant. Now the stress comes at us. Okay. And we're like, So yeah. most people kind of live their lives in that 
up and down, up and yeah. down, up and yeah. down. It's not linear, right? It's not, okay, like we often go from tired okay. but wired yeah. to burnout, tired but wired, burnout. There might be a freeze in there where mm. we're just like crashing, but the tired but Is the wired, freeze the crash? The is tired, that... the, the freeze is more in the, in the, in the fight or flight zone. Okay. So fight or flight is going to fight or flight or freeze. The, th- the three Fs, not the two Fs, in that... Um, tire but wire that feeling you've had too much coffee is going to be I'm gonna you know fight with my boss I'm gonna go home and cry or I'm gonna just like freeze and stare at my computer yeah like I can't do nothing I'm paralyzed (laughs) and then (laughs) the cortisol level moves through the system and then we're ready for the next event right or we're like okay now I'm done you go home you cry and then you realize I can't go back I'm done I'm burnt out I'm Mm -hmm. and then you're in a burnout Mm mm-hmm so it's a teeter-totter. We want to calm the system and hopefully so that we don't have to experience burnout. Okay, so calming the system, what does that look like? It looks like whatever it looks like for every person, okay. right? So yeah. calming the system, there's no, you know, there's no five-step pro. In my opinion, we want to be understanding what that feels like. So we want to have experiences, whether it be like a massage, whether it be, you know, a shavasana. We want to connect in one of the biggest tools, and we talked about this already, is breath. And it sounds yeah. like so, well, I've resisted this. It's like, it's kind of like the, I don't know, eating three meals a day. Like, breathing so when the body is in a fight or flight so let's say your boss comes in and slams down you know a a deadline that you weren't aware of okay inevitably you're gonna have a stress reaction like you're not you know you're not the Dalai Lama god bless you're gonna react it's part of the human experience right so you're gonna react and what that is is all physical that's like if I sat a cat on your lap and you're allergic and said don't sneeze it's yeah. going to happen. The difference is, is or the, the, the opportunity is, is that breath is the what you have. You don't have like your, your, the blood has already left your, your digestive tract. It's at the limbs. You know, you're already heart's beating faster. You're breathing yeah. sh- more shallow. That is all happening as a physiological norm. The only thing you have that's not involuntary and is voluntary is the breath. And studies show four deep breaths. So phase one is identifying, oh my gosh, I'm in this state. Yeah. And then I call it sort of damage control is to say, okay, no, I'm not going to run and get a coffee. No, I'm not going to like go grab a chocolate bar. No, I'm not going to go gossip and, and bitch to my um, yep. employee. I mean, you can do that. Very good, very good examples because that is... <laughs> That's what we do. Oh, that is what right? we do. That's we spin. pattern. Yep. We spin. Or yep. you could take four breaths and then Love be it. like, okay, where am I now? Yeah, I still think I want that Kit Kat. No, no shame, no blame. <laughs> or most likely, you'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and do this. Or what happens when you're in more of a calm reaction? You have clarity. You have perspective. Yes. So that's, you know, an opportunity to say, you know what, maybe I can, you know, I, I, so many different options. But when we're reacting, we can't access that part of ourselves. Yeah, it's uh, the breath sort of creates some space between that you to it. give space. you. Yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like that too. Like for me, uh, for years and years, my stress relief was wine, yes. and I realized that yes. it's actually creating more stress in my body, yes. and it's a, a band aid approach. I'm not saying that uh, for people not to do that. No. I drink. Yeah. Um, I, I turned to food. It was a comfort. Yeah. I was like looking for comforts right. as opposed to actually calming my nervous system. Because really, the the chips and the cake wasn't calming my nerves. <laughs> no. I thought it was. Like I was yeah. literally believing that this is what I need. Mm-hmm. 
but it wasn't. Yeah. And I so, think, yeah, I, re- I, I mean, that's such a beautiful, you know, example that I see all the time and it's that I, that I manage all the yeah. time. And it's so, so then your self care practice, your self love practice becomes, you know, an, a remembering for the body so that now mm. it's sort of like, you know, when you're walking your dog and you're breathing, all good. You know, you, you can access it. It's when the shit hits the fan that you want to have the practice, whether that's getting going for pedicures and sitting on a massage chair or whether that's, like I said, you know, just um, going to a yoga class. Like there's, it's endless. It's yeah. just that recognition of coming back into yourself so that when you are in those moments and you breathe, your body's like, I know this. Yeah. I remember this. Yes. Because it's lost. And sometimes, you know, like the breath in yoga and throughout my practice, it's very interesting because I would, at first, my awareness practice allowed me to breathe after sort of like the traumatic things, like Mm -hmm. the cop around the corner. Holy crap. However, the more you kind of do that, the more you can like sit with your breath, like just in the regular moments Mm -hmm. and like understand, oh, my brain is actually thinking about things that, you know, are causing me to be clenching Mm -hmm. my teeth. Mm -hmm. Like I'm clenching my teeth. What the hell? Mm -hmm. And then take a deep breath then. Mm -hmm. Or, um, it's very interesting. I do love that tip. It is quite possibly the tip that I've heard in yoga. I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a million freaking bajillion times, but I didn't do it. Yeah. I did it in class. Yeah. I did it, you know, when someone cued me to do it, mm-hmm. but not on my own. So like that awareness piece, it's very interesting how the body changes. Mm. I love it. Mm. Okay. So, um, any other tips on the stress? Um, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we want to, you know, really, really move into around that is that, you know, really this is not your, you're not doing anything wrong, right? Ah. You're not giving yourself a hard time. You're having a hard time. Ah. And I find that to be just such a lovely resting spot because if then we move to um, some of these more addictive or reactive behaviors, we can even within that, become curious and realize, oh yeah, that wasn't about me eating three rows of cookies. That was about (laughs) the conflict I had with my roommate. Of course, yeah. And we can, that's where we really can grow and evolve. And that's where we can then actually bring in true sustainable changes and choices um, through our day to day. I love that. That is so great. So in your lifestyle medicine piece mm-hmm. that you uh, talk about, and you also have a podcast, which I want to talk about too. It's called In Between Visits. Great title. Thank you. And I love that because, yeah, you like see someone, you get all inspired, and then you're like at home doing your own thing. And you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it you was know? definitely something that was keeping me up at night. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk about stress and sleep. Yeah. Um, was, <laughs> was yeah. um, you know, this idea that, the patterns that I would see in patient care or, or yeah. practice where people would come in and be, you know, super excited and motivated. And we would even identify based on their symptom patterns, their lifestyle, um, yeah. and what choices would be supportive of them, you know, and my, yeah. again, that kind of mantra of, 
a little goes a long way. I'm yeah. always looking for big impact, yeah. small, small effort, right? We don't have to do more. Sometimes we need to do less. And so really sending them home and then, you know, seeing this moving into old patterns. Yeah. It's like the comfort, right? Continuing to move into old patterns. So if we all know what to do, then why aren't we doing it? And it's the question like, <laughs> you know, like that emoji with like the, the yes. hand on the head. It's like, ah. And yeah. so the, the podcast is not a bunch of how to's. Yeah. It's really in, intention intended for people to come in and find, you know, connection, find that, you know, those curiosity components, find that support and recognize that you're really not alone in this. One of the luxuries of, of where I sit is I see this. I often will say to patients, it's not a youism, it's a humanism, right? Like people after people after people, and they're struggling with the same types of stuff, stuff that I struggle with. And I'm like, (laughs) same (laughs) these. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like I should be paying you because I'm getting so much support here, you know? And it's just this recognition of, you know, let's, let's like be kind and let's be compassionate. And that's where the change comes, ironically. Like, you know, whipping ourselves and expecting ourselves to do more be more you know it's not it's not the starting point mm-hmm. calm the system yeah. don't be like calm the system allow your body to be responsive not reactive and mm-hmm. then you will be shocked how you will access those better than choices because you're in a state which your body's like yeah i want more water yeah yeah i want to go to bed yeah and yeah, you're I able to, to recognize yoga. that as yep and like you said not at the beginning good. you're not being bad you're like supporting yourself yeah. with this that's to me is self-love it is it's making like you say choices you're making choices doctor <laughs> <laughs> it's like i do yeah i know that's what do you like do what is it what is, and i'm like oh i just help people make choices <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, so in between visits, I like the structure of it too. It's a podcast. Dr. Christy Lewis, you talk, you have like a little series on sleep, on stress, on, you have like do the, you break down the show into like little series. Episodes. Yeah. Really so, cool. Yeah, love it. I yeah, love it. I so. love it. I'm really looking forward to the next like ones that you're publishing. I'm assuming it's going to be on mindset, movement, yes. and then elimination. I'm really curious about yeah. that one. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, anywhere else we can find you. You have a blog. Yes, so I'm drchristylewis.ca. Drchristylewis.ca. And And I do have a private practice. Yeah, I have a private practice in Ottawa here, sagewellness.ca. And yeah, I'm on Instagram. Yeah, at drchristylewis. Is that what it is? Drchristylewisnd. Yeah, is my handle. Yeah. Perfect. Find me there. Well, I really um, love this show. We could have just like chatted. I know. Really? Was that all? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Yeah. That like, this is this is a beautiful thing. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. Okay, have the best day. <laughs> okay, that's all for today. I just want to give a huge shout out to Dr. Christy Lewis for sharing her insight. It's about time that we keep the conversation going on these topics and support and help each other through them, right? Also, if you're curious about my Love Your Body Challenge, please sign up at alisaunfiltered.com forward slash love your body. Again, it's free. It's great. So do it. (laughs) Also, if you haven't done so already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review of my show. Your support will help others find the show and keep spreading the good word. Let's keep spreading this together. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.